Welcome to the Med Evidence Monday Minute with Dr. Michael Corrin and Kevin Gettings of WSOS 103.9 St. Augustine Radio. Dr. Corrin, how are you? Good morning, Kevin, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. So, yes, we all recall that horrible Monday night experience where uh, Mr. Hamlin, the player, I guess he had the number three, uh, makes a hit on an offensive player and gets up and then immediately, you know, within a step or two, falls back down, goes into cardiac arrest in a very scary, very scary moment and follow-up couple of days, right? Yeah, so really shocking situation. First, i uh, like to say, of course, that it's uh, very optimistic that he's recovered and he's speaking and that speaks well to his future prognosis. He won't play football again, of course, but um, he should be able to live some sort of reasonable lifestyle. So that's an optimistic part of the story that we can comment on at this point. Yeah. So Dr. Corrin, so the bottom line is, did he, um, I mean, did the hit cause the heart attack? Well, that's, that's the question. So let me, let me sort of analyze this the way a physician or specifically a cardiologist would analyze it. And, Kevin, when we look at these things, we create what's called a differential diagnosis, which means the different possibilities. And then we use our, our Sherlock Holmes brain to sort of eliminate what's not possible and what's left is actually the right answer. So the, the working diagnosis is something called commotio cordis. Commotio is spelt like commotion, and cordis is a Latin word for heart. So you can think of it as commotion of the heart. And commotio cordis classically occurs when somebody, particularly a young man, gets hit in the chest with a projectile. So the, the sort of the classic scenario is a high school baseball pitcher who's pitching a ball and gets hit in the chest with a line drive and collapses. And what happens in that situation is that the impact of the baseball, the projectile, causes a little bit of electrical impulse to the heart during a vulnerable period of the heartbeat. And that sends the heart into commotion, into cardiac arrest. Mm. And that was the hypothesis for, for the Buffalo Bills player, DeMar Hamlin. Now, it could be. It could be. But when you look at the hit, it didn't look like you know, such an incredibly brutal hit. And it's you know, a little bit different than the type of projectile hit that typically causes commotion cortis, where literally you're getting hit by a 100-mile-an-hour object into your chest. So... Um, it's possible that's, that's the right answer, but there could be other things. So what are those? Well, one, one condition that actually NFL players get screened for, but the screening is imperfect, is called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. And we're actually doing some research studies on that. We've been involved in these studies in the past. And what that is, it's a congenital condition where your heart enlarges. And during that enlargement, you are more prone to electrical chaos in your heart that can lead to sudden cardiac death. Now, because the NFL screens for this, we would think it's less likely, but the truth is is that these um, elite athletes do have some enlargement of their heart just from their physical activity and weight training and all these sorts of things. And sometimes it's very difficult to discern cardiac enlargement from exercise and, and working out compared to the congenital enlargement that puts people at risk. Hmm. So that's certainly one of the possibilities. The other possibility is something called concealed conduction. And what that means is uh, we have an electrical system in our heart that usually functions perfectly well starting in the top right chamber and then moving down through the middle of the heart and spreading out that electrical impulse. 
but some people have an extra electrical wire that can be activated in certain circumstances. So it is possible in this case that the hit didn't cause commotion cortis, but actually caused the much more common arrhythmia called atrial fibrillation. And when he went into atrial fibrillation, this activated that extra pathway in his heart, which led to the cardiac arrest. Hmm. So the, the, the cardiologist will sort all this out, I'm sure, during the testing that is going to be occurring now or may have already occurred. But it's, um, it's an interesting, uh, at least academic exercise, to figure out what happened. But more importantly, depending on what happened, we will be able to treat this, uh, this young man in a way that will hopefully prevent it from happening again. Yeah. Hey, if you're just tuning in, uh, that's the voice of Dr. Michael Korn, and of course, he is a research scientist doctor, but he's also a cardiologist and has been doing this work for a long, long time, and we're talking, obviously, about the Hamlin hit situation that resulted in, in a severe, well, cardiac arrest on the field. Uh, I guess if he had had this happen, perhaps, in his apartment and he was by himself, uh, I mean, it's safe to say maybe he wouldn't be with us today, right? Yeah, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. I've been, I've been actually mentioning it to people. This could have actually been a blessing in disguise. So if he did have a concealed conduction problem, for example, or hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, this could have happened anywhere. And he was just fortunate that it happened uh, during primetime TV where there was waiting staff to resuscitate him. The other thing, by the way, Kevin, that goes uh, more toward the diagnosis of having some congenital condition rather than just the hit was the, was the information that we received that I think is accurate, that he had to be shocked twice that they initially resuscitated him and they were going to move him to an ambulance and then they noticed that his heart went into chaos again and it required a second round of CPR and I believe a shock. So if that were to be the case, that would argue that it wasn't just that initial hit, but that it was possibly some other condition like atrial fibrillation or some congenital issue. So what, I mean, in addition, obviously he's not going to play football again, but for the rest of his life, are there meds that he's going to have to be on? Is he going to have to see a, a physician or cardiologist like you on a regular basis? Or will he just get to be you know, lead a normal life because he's not going to be getting hit all the time? Well, obviously, it depends on exactly what they find as they do more analysis. But he will certainly be in touch with a cardiologist in the near term and more likely than not have a cardiologist uh, as part of his medical team for the rest of his life just because of concern about possible recurrent episodes. Right. Interesting. Well, once again, uh, when people have cardiac health issues, you know, there are some opportunities for them to be a part of clinical research, right? And you're involved in that as well. Yeah, so this definitely lends itself to some of the things that we're doing in research now. So, for example, we are working as we speak with very interesting new technology, which is basically detection devices to see people who have congestive heart failure, who have hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, who have other concerns about their heart, whether or not they're prone to these type of arrhythmias. And we're doing it with actually two different technologies. One is a home monitoring system that we're working with as we speak. And the other one is actually a phone app where you uh, actually speak to your phone. And based on changes in your voice pattern, the, the software will determine whether or not you're at risk for cardiac complications. Wow. So we're, we're, doing, we're doing some super cool stuff in this area as we speak. Huh. Going back to the Hamlin situation, would there have been any indication, uh, you know, just a few moments or minutes before he fell that would have indicated he might have been at risk for something like this? It's unlikely. Of course, uh, if you went into atrial fibrillation at some other point during the game, which is a possibility that, that could have been detected, 
but chances are that the hit or that play, it could have been the adrenaline from the play, did trigger the arrhythmia one way or another. Whether or not it was the direct impact of the hit is still, in my opinion, a bit of an uncertainty. There you go. That's Dr. Michael Korn. He's live with us and, of course, uh, leads the team at Encore Docs. They do clinical research right here in St. John's County and throughout Northeast Florida. You can learn more by going to EncoreDocs.com. That's EncoreDocs.com, spelled E-E-N-C-O-R-E, EncoreDocs.com. You can call the number locally, too, to learn more about participating in these trials, 904-730-0166. Once again, for Encore Docs, 904-730-0166. And we're going to have a much longer time with Dr. Corn coming up this Wednesday at lunchtime at noon, and we're looking forward to that, Dr. Corrin. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get into more details of some of these newer technologies, including phone apps and, and home monitoring systems, which are pretty fascinating. Yeah, cool stuff. Well, Dr. Corrin, thank you very much for joining us, and we'll talk to you in a couple of days, okay? Sounds great, Kevin. Look forward. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Med Evidence, the truth behind the data. Please hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on our weekly releases. 